I tested fine. I didn't have Alzheimer's or dementia, so mainstream medicine could not help me. But my life was falling apart. My marriage was in trouble. Uh, we were broke. I couldn't run a business anymore. And I was determined that I was going to either fix this brain again or die. And I chose to, to live. You're giving your brain the things that it needs to perform the way it wants to perform. Do you want to know what it is? Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. Welcome to the Body Mind Apartment Podcast. I'm your host, Seamland, and our guest today is David Toman, the Nootropics Expert. David runs the website nootropicsexpert.com, which is a resource about different nootropic compounds and biohacks to improve your cognition. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on, Sim. Yeah, uh, you, and thanks for coming. And you, I think you got a really good hold on the SEO title of your website, <laughs> which is a good, good kind of a domain for people who are specifically looking into improving their cognition with nootropics. Uh, but uh, what, why did you become, you know, involved in this field, and how did you start learning about nootropics? That's a good question. It was kind, kind of accidental. About 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with adult ADD, which was a revelation to me. Um, the psychiatrist said that it was adult ADD and PTSD, which that took me about 10 years to figure out where that came from. But adult ADD, he put me on Ritalin, hmm. and it was like somebody turned the lights on in my brain. It was just like this miraculous improvement and all of a sudden for the first time in my adult life i was able to focus mm. but about two years into that uh, i started growing a tolerance to methylphenidate and it was helping me so much i was determined that i was going to find out what was going on how the thing worked in my brain and if there was anything that i could do to uh, improve its efficacy or, or the way it worked so I found out the mechanism of action for methylphenidate and how it worked, and I realized that my brain was starved of dopamine. Mm. And I did a little bit more research, and I found out that um, L-tyrosine is the precursor to dopamine. So if I just took L-tyrosine, I could put more in, uh, supply more dopamine to mm. my brain so that the Ritalin worked better, and it worked. Mm. And the other problem that we've got with ADD and ADHD brains is... Um, brain cell signaling and a little bit more research and I discovered that acetyl-L-carnitine or Alcar helps in brain cell signaling and um, synthesizing acetylcholine. So I started supplementing with NALT or N-acetyl-L-tyrosine and Alcar or acetyl-L-carnitine and uh, all of a sudden Ritalin started working again and it was working really well and if I dosed it correctly later on in the day, I didn't have a stimulant crash like you typically associate with um, the stimulant drugs. So that's how that was my first, but I still had not heard the word nootropic. I just knew that these supplements help the brain. Hmm. And then about six years ago, I ended up in the hospital um, with what my wife thought was a heart attack. And it turns out it wasn't a heart attack at all, but it was, I, for some reason, I turned severely hypothyroid mm -hmm. with two, uh, two long lists of symptoms. And one of them was complete memory loss. Oh. And I went to two different um, neurologists who tested me for Alzheimer's. 
Mm -hmm. And I tested fine. I didn't have Alzheimer's or dementia, so mainstream medicine could not help me. But my life was falling apart. Um, my marriage was in trouble. Um, we were broke. I couldn't run a business anymore. And I was determined that I was going to either fix this brain again or die. And I chose to, to live. And mm -hmm. so I started doing more research and found out what I needed to do to restore my memory mm -hmm. and restore my cognition. And um, here we are today. Now it's working better than ever before. So that was kind of like my introduction. And that's when I started, when I first heard the, the word nootropics and the origination of that term and where it came from and what it meant and what dietary supplements um, can legitimately, legitimately be called nootropics. Can we go through like what, what, are, what is the definition of nootropics and maybe give like a few examples to people as well? Sure. Um, Dr. Um, um, Cornelia Gergea, who was a Romanian chemist and physicist, um, invented paracetam in 1962 or 1963, I think it was. And paracetam, this was in, in a lab in St. Petersburg in Russia, I believe. And what they were looking for is something that would help. I believe it was um, chronic fatigue. Um, so he, he invented paracetam, and it's just basically a derivative of GABA, so it's a natural substance. And 10 years later, in 1973, he decided that he was going to name this class of drugs, and he was going to call it nootropics. And nootropics comes from nu, which is Greek for mind, and trepain, which is um, to bend, Greek for to bend. So nootropics to bend the mind. Mm. And he also developed a very strict definition of what he considered nootropics to be. And I haven't got the definition right in front of me, but essentially it's nootropics are anything that will help the brain, will not damage the brain, it won't stimulate the brain, it won't depress the brain, mm. and it's got to be natural. But whatever it is, it cannot harm the brain, it can only help the brain. Um, so using that strict definition of nootropics, then smart drugs like modafinil, Ritalin, and Adderall should not be referred to, in my opinion, and a lot of experienced biohackers' opinions as um, nootropics. Mm -hmm. They're smart drugs. They're not nootropics. Nootropics are natural for the most part. Um, and we get them from nature one way or the other, and, and they help the brain. So that's right. what a nootropic is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree that there's a difference between you know regular caffeine and modafinil, and although them both both of them have like some uh, brain enhancing effects, mm -hmm. they're still not like they're in the same category or in the same uh, group uh, as compounds. Yeah, that's that's just it. So, um, what what happened about well, I once I finally got my memory back and I started getting healthy again, and I figured got my thyroid sorted out, I got my marketing business back on track and I was copywriting and I was writing a lot of um, copy for dietary supplement companies. And one of them was a um, supplement company in the UK that had a nootropic stack. Mm -hmm. And um, I started writing advertorials for that. And because I had so much exposure personally to what nootropics can do to your brain and now it can help optimize cognition and, and heal the brain. Um, I started focusing just on writing about some dietary supplements and nootropic supplements. 
And um, shortly after that, I started Entropics Expert because I realized that when I was doing this research, and early on too, I was having a heck of a time trying to find information on this stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was scattered all over the place. Nobody was a real authority on it. For me to find really good clinical peer-reviewed stuff, I had to go to places like PubMed and Plus One and the, um, the sites that publish these articles from peer-reviewed clinical studies. But they're not in plain English. So I decided I was going to start writing about them and helping people fix their brain the way I was able to help hmm. myself. Yeah, it's like your brain and your cognition are actually one of the most valuable things for you as a person. Like uh, you, you can function very well without like, uh, I would imagine a, a lot of uh, some mental productivity or some superhuman fitness or something about if you if your brain tends to suffer, then that's one of the things that kind of collapses everything else you do as well, especially like your subjective well-being and how you feel during the day and so on. So uh, like these, these, these different uh, neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, they're uh, really horrible and they really uh, cause more suffering than, than almost any other disease in terms of like subjective. I mean, a healthy brain is really the most fundamental thing you can do to improve your, your, um, your health. I wrote a book called Head First, and the reason why I chose the title Head First was because if you take care of your head first, in my opinion, then everything else, you can figure everything else out. You can yeah. help the rest of your body, and you can help the rest of your life. But if your brain isn't working, forget about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe, like, maybe let's uh, go through like these different like easier natural herbs and uh, supplements uh, that have like a nootropic effect and what people can use. Um, sure. You mentioned that some of them aren't like stimulating. Uh, so maybe, maybe you can go through a few of the supplements that you started off with uh, to treat uh, your brain issues. Okay. Well, we, <clears throat> there's so many different ways that we can look at this. I suggest that we take a look at something very, very fundamental like cognition. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the nootropic supplements that can help cognition, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, does that sound okay? Because the, the definition of cognition um, is, cognition is the mental action or process that you go through when learning something new and understanding it through thought, experience, and, and your physical senses. Okay, that's what cognition is. So cognition includes thinking, knowing, short, working, and long-term memory, decision-making, and problem-solving all very fundamental things to our human existence. There are dietary supplements that specifically will help cognition. For example, um, alpha GPC or CDP choline. These are both nootropics that help boost acetylcholine in your brain. And acetylcholine is associated with memory and learning. Mm -hmm. um, lion's mane mushroom. Um, lion's mane mushroom increases brain-derived nootropic factor in neurogenesis, and it's used for improving intention, focus, thinking, depression, anxiety, and it helps repair damaged neurons. Um, N-acetyl-tyrosine, which I already touched on earlier that I discovered about 10 years ago, is a very bioavailable form of L-tyrosine, which is a precursor to dopamine. Mm -hmm. And dopamine helps improve alertness, focus, working memory, and executive function. Um, so L-tyrosine is an amino acid. 
something that's produced naturally in your body and we can get it out of a capsule or a tablet as well. Mm. Pine bark extract comes from the French maritime pine tree. And this extract is used primarily to improve cerebral blood flow. And studies showed that, uh, and my own personal experience, is that it helps increase memory and cognition because if you have better blood flow in your brain, things just work better. Mm. And then we get something to some um, things that are very, very basic, like vitamin B6 mm. is a required coenzyme for the synthesis of most neurotransmitters in your brain, including dopamine and serotonin. If you don't get enough vitamin B6, you can't make dopamine or serotonin. It's as simple as that. So, for example, if you're using something like L-tyrosine um, as a precursor to boost dopamine in your brain, but you didn't have any B6, that mm. L-tyrosine wouldn't help you very much. So you have to use vitamin B6 along with the L-tyrosine. And the same goes for uh, vitamin B9, which is full, um, folate. It's involved in the synthesis of dopamine, um, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. And it's involved in the synthesis of DNA, RNA, gene expression, amino acid synthesis and myelin synthesis and repair. Myelin is the, um, the coding or the, it's kind of like electrical tape around each one of the axons in your brain. Mm -hmm. um, it's like wrapping up a wire so that the signal is clearer. Um, that's what myelin is. So you need vitamin B9 or folate to produce myelin. Vitamin B12 is essential for the synthesis of DNA, RNA, and all of the neurotransmitters that we spoke of. And just, you can supplement with something as simple as vitamin B12, and you'll find that you're going to have better alertness, cognition, memory, your decision-making unit is, is going to improve, and your mood is going to improve. Mm -hmm. yeah. So those are just some very, very basic things that you can do to improve cognition. Yeah, you, you mentioned, yeah, like these different, uh, like uh, certain compounds and certain vitamins, they kind of complement each other and they're not going to work if you're deficient in some, or like if it's like an imbalance. So uh, I would imagine that uh, general nutrition is also like fundamental to this. And, uh, and the, you mentioned a few B vitamins and such. So uh, what kind of, a, and you also mentioned the acetylcholine. So you're also getting them from certain foods. So what would be like some, some specific foods that uh, kind of, also support this, uh, this, these, uh, these effects of cognition? Well, each one, that's a good question. Each one of the, that, you're right. A um, hundred years ago, we didn't need nootropics really because our food supply was a lot better. <clears throat> the, um, the food that we ate, both the um, meat and um, fruits and vegetables were very, very high in nutrients, like all of the, the 13 essential vitamins and the 13 essential minerals that we need for things like optimal cognition, um, we still get most of those nutrients from the food we eat, unless we have a really, really bad diet. Um, but I have found both, both personally and in my research that no matter how good your diet is, even if you're eating the best organic food that you can find, you're still not gonna get all of the vitamins and minerals that your brain needs to thrive because it's simply not there. It can't be. It's right. physically impossible um, because of things like um, soil depletion. Um, the carbon dioxide level in our air has doubled. It's went from 200 parts per, per million to 400 parts per million in the last 100 years. 
which mm -hmm. means that plants are growing faster, but they're growing so fast that they can't draw up the nutrients from the soil that they, if you get, if you, an apple, you would need, I forget what the exact statistic is, but you would have to eat something like 20 apples today to get the same nutrition that you would have received from one apple 20 or 30 years ago. Wow, that's crazy. So that all the more reason for us to use supplements mm. if we want to thrive. What's, what's the like uh, bioavailability uh, of, of these supplements? It really depends on your physiology. Um, because if you are perfectly healthy, you're going to be able to, your, your gut is going to be able to extract and your system is going to be able to use the vitamins and minerals from the food that you consume a lot more easily than somebody that's got a problem with methylation, for example, or they've got any other kind of um, health issue going on in their body. Um, so it depends. It depends on the health of your body, really. For sure. Yeah, like um, you may not even like absorb all of the nutrients you eat from real food if you if you're like if you have poor digestive enzymes or like uh, you don't produce enough stomach acid. So yeah, definitely the gut is is, is also like a fundamental thing uh, to uh, affect this. Uh, but um, what do you think about uh, like these uh, stimulating uh, compounds like green tea or uh, caffeine for cognition? Um, green tea is one of the most fundamental things that you're going to do to improve cognition. The cool thing about um, L, you get L-theanine um, from green tea, mm -hmm. and it very easily crosses the blood-brain barrier, and it works very quickly to increase dopamine and serotonin in your brain, so those are both feel-good um, neurochemicals. Um, L-theanine is also one of the only nootropics that affect brain waves, and it affects alpha brain waves and theta brain waves, which helps put you, it helps calm you um, and put you into a state that's very similar to a flow state. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, I don't know how to describe it, it's just like, you're very amped up and aware of what's going on, but you're calm and you're thinking very, very clearly. And that's where your creativity comes from. Yeah. Um, about coffee and caffeine. Mm, that's another interesting one. Um, caffeine is primarily um, a stimulant and people use it um, to stay awake. <clears throat> but the reason why it works to help you stay awake is that it's an adenosine antagonist. Mm -hmm. um, what happens is adenosine type triphosphate is the fuel for your mitochondria. Um, and as the day progresses and you burn up adenosine triphosphate, you produce um, adenosine. And Caffeine is simply an antagonist of that adenosine, so it helps you be less sleepy. But um, caffeine also helps, um, it influences acetylcholine, it influences um, epinephrine, which is also called adrenaline, um, it influences serotonin, and it helps boost the use of dopamine. Mm. So it helps boost the use of these neurotransmitters, it doesn't directly synthesize these neurotransmitters. Um, it also helps boost the gene expression of brain-derived nootropic factor. 
which is um, brain-derived necropic factor and growth factors needed for neurogenesis, um, which is producing neuro new neurons in your brain. That helps the um, the learning and memory pathway in your brain. Mm. Yeah, there is a lot of uh, hype or a lot of uh, research like showing the positive effects of caffeine that is going to uh, prevent Alzheimer's and uh, reduce diabetes and all these different things. And I, th I feel like it's almost like a confirmation bias for people to uh, get another like dose of a cup of coffee and uh, keep drinking it, so to say. But most you people, know, I, I would say... It's, it's like anything in this, um, just because something is good, more of it doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure and that goes for any of these things you can overdo it with any of these nootropic supplements mm. and get yourself into trouble mm. yeah i do i do uh, personally i do consume some coffee but i would also say that yet yeah, most people are drinking way too much and they're doing way too often and uh, there's definitely like a point of uh, diminishing returns after which caffeine can actually become like harmful and I, I think you can actually die from taking like too many caffeine pills so uh, <laughs> People yeah. have that true. It's better to get your caffeine naturally from something like a cup of coffee or a cup of green tea. Um, one of the one of the easiest and simplest and most popular nootropic stacks is caffeine and L-theanine, mm. because you get the stimulant effect of caffeine, but you get the calming effects of L-theanine. Mm -hmm. So those two together, it helps keep you awake and it helps with uh, um, it just it helps in the thinking department. Yeah. Yeah, I've also heard about it. Uh, it's, it's like a beginner's nootropic stack, <laughs> caffeine and nothing. But how do you dose it appropriately? Um, 50 milligrams of uh, caffeine to 100 milligrams of L-theanine. Okay. Um, and so essentially a cup of um, properly steeped green tea or um, a weak cup of coffee with a properly steeped cup of green tea. Mm -hmm. um, or if you want to just use... Um, um, supplements, it would be 50 milligrams of caffeine to 100 milligrams of LPN. Yeah, yeah. Is there, is like, uh, if some people overdo the caffeine and they get like this sort of small anxiety attack or something, like they get the jitters, the famous jitters, uh, is, there, is there anything that they can do or some, some uh, nootropic or compound they can take to kind of alleviate or bring themselves down from that uh, spike? Alpine. Alpine, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, so uh, maybe that's a good overview of the cognition. Uh, but uh, we, we mentioned the caffeine jitters. So what would be something uh, people can take to do, you know, fix their anxiety or alleviate it? Because a mm. lot of the stress and I would say the caffeine is also part of the reason why people have so much anxiety. But uh, are there like any specific nootropics they can take to um, kind of help with that? There are um, probably... One of the best examples of that is um, I wrote a, a post um, a while ago called on the seven best adaptogens to conquer anxiety and stress. Um, adaptogen is derived from the Latin word for um, Latin word adaptare, which means to adjust or adapt. Um, and it was first used by a Soviet physician and scientist named uh, Nikolai uh, Lazarev. In 1947, he joined another doctor named Israel Breckham, and uh, these guys got together and went in search of botanicals with adaptogenic qualities. Um, so again, an adaptogen is something that will help relieve stress. 
Mm -hmm. um, the first one that they studied was Panax ginseng, which has been used, uh, well, it was used by the Shang um, Nung dynasty 5,000 years ago in China. Um, and um, that was their start on searching for adaptogens that help boost, it helps balance the production of neurotransmitters, it helps boost brain cell signaling, it improves cerebral blood flow, it modulates brain waves, it protects from brain cell damage. Um, so let's just talk very quickly about these seven adaptogens that I, um, that I researched. Um, as I mentioned, one of them was Panax ginseng. Um, this particular brand of or kind of ginseng or um, strain of ginseng helps reduce adrenal fatigue and it boosts GABA, mm. which um, produces an anti-stress effect. Um, American ginseng is preferred by neurohackers if they want um, more of a stimulating effect. Mm. So if you want more of a calming, calming effect, you choose uh, Panax ginseng. Um, go to cola, uh, which is called the student herb in Bali. Um, Botucola increases dendrite and axon growth um, in brain cells and it helps memory and it helps prevent the breakdown of acetylcholine, which enhances cognition, learning, memory, and mood. Mm. Um, and some neurohackers um, have found that Botucola reduces anxiety and um, helps release stress as well as ashwagandha and phenobate, mm -hmm. um, which is a very powerful um, calming nootropic. Um, ashwagandha is native to India, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka. Um, this is a very potent herb. Um, it stands in Sanskrit for smell of horse, which means it imparts the strength and vigor of stallion, but um, ashwagandha is primarily used in tropic circles for relieving anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. um, and it does that because it reduces cortisol and it enhances GABA and serotonin in the brain. Um, ashwagandha also helps regenerate axons, dendrites, and synapses, which means that your memory is better. And it inhibits acetylcholinesterase, which is the enzyme that naturally um, degrades acetylcholine once it's used in your brain. If you inhibit acetylcholinesterase, you enhance or you boost acetylcholine in your brain, which helps learning and memory, and it helps reduce stress. Lemon balm um, is used mostly for stress relief and to reduce panic attacks. Mm -hmm. And it provides this, an this antidepressant effect by down-regulating mycogen-activated protein kinase phosphatase 1, or MKP1, which is a protein, and it also helps upregulate um, uh, BDNF, a brain-derived nootropic factor, and it boosts do the dopamine synthesis. Um, and it's also a very potent antioxidant, so it eliminates free radicals that would normally damage brain cells. Mm -hmm. Some people say that lemon balm works as well as Xanax in reducing um, anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, ginkgo biloba is... Um, Gosh, they were talking about it in, in, in medical tests and texts in China in 2800 BC. Wow. Um, back then, it was used for, um, for asthma and swelling of hands and feet, coughs, um, for aging, and for the brain. 
but now we know how it works. We know that ginkgo biloba acts as a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. Monoamine oxidase is another enzyme in your brain that helps reduce or degrade dopamine. So once your brain uses dopamine and norepinephrine, uh, monoamine oxidase steps in and degrades those, so your brain isn't overwhelmed with dopamine and norepinephrine. If you inhibit that, and there are pre prescription drugs called MAOIs, which are um, monoamine oxidase inhibitors, when you inhibit that enzyme, you boost dopamine and norepinephrine, which helps reduce anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, Bacopa, Monieri, some people say that it's the best nootropic available today. Um, it's considered an, ad an adaptogen because it helps prevent the chemical and physical effects of stress. Um, and it helps reduce stress without the side effects that you would normally get from using prescription antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs. One study at the Benares Hindu University in India showed that Bacopa was as effective for anxiety as the benzo lorazepam. Wow. Um, one of the side effects of lorazepam is memory loss. Bacopa monieri, on the other hand, reduces anxiety while boosting cognition. Mm -hmm. And the other one on this list is uh, rhodiola rosea. Yes. Um, rhodiola has got an amazing ability to help you overcome fatigue and exhaustion, um, both physical and mental um, exhaustion and stress. Um, and it does it by promoting um, the key neurotransmitters, serotonin and norepinephrine and beta endorphins, which all help reduce stress. And it helps boost the synthesis and resynthesis of ATP, which is the main fuel source for your mitochondria. Yes. So those are natural ways that you can reduce stress. Yeah, I, I've also heard I've also heard that uh, rhodiola rosea is like very good for uh, males, for especially like testosterone and such. Is it true? <laughs> um, it it is. The rhodiola rosea is, is unique because it um, there's two key. There's rhodiola rosea contains um, compounds called rosavins and cylindricide mm -hmm. and tyrosol. And if you take a look at the label on rhodiola supplements, some of them will say that it has 1% rosavins and 3% cylindricides, and some will say it has 3% rosavins and 1% cylindricide. So one version provides more of a stimulant energizing effect, mm -hmm. and the other version is more of an anti-anxiety effect. Okay, sounds good. What, uh, what do you think about uh, these uh, medicinal mushrooms like uh, chaga and reishi? You mentioned lion's mane earlier, but um, what about those ones, uh, chaga and those? I, I haven't done a lot of research in the other mushrooms. The one that I did the most research in is lion's mane, and it's on my list to do. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes this year is um, the other mushrooms that help um, cognition in, in the brain. Um, Lion's mane, and what got, in, what got me interested in mushrooms in the first place was lion's mane because lion's mane is so powerful when it comes to neurogenesis mm -hmm. and increase, increasing BDNF or brain-derived neurotic factor. There was a study done in, done in Japan, uh, I believe it was done in Japan with rats, and they cut the gluteal nerves on these rats in their legs, mm -hmm. basically crippling them so that they couldn't walk. And then they gave them lion's mane laced water to drink for two weeks. The gluteal nerves grew back, wow. and the rats were able to walk again. That's, That's how crazy. Cool. 
That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's really, fa- really fascinating to see that these uh, medicinal mushrooms they've they've been under the radar for so many years and they haven't been used uh, in modern medicine, especially. But they've been like a part of the ancestral and traditional uh, folklore medicine for like a really long time. So it's, it's amazing to see like this resurgence of uh, or these these mushrooms becoming really trendy again, and they are really potent and uh, powerful. They are. Yeah, and uh, to mention a bit about the chaga and reishi, then. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that they're like specifically nootropics, but they do have like a similar adaptive, adaptogenic properties. Like they're gonna help your to, to balance your like immune system, as well as like a, a bunch of uh, these antioxidants as well. I, I I think like chaga is one of the most highest uh, food with a, with one of the highest scores in the ORAC value. Like the um, how much uh, how potent the antioxidant is essentially, and it's like even like 100 times higher than anything else like blueberries or something so wow that's really important for brain health because one of the problems um and one of the causes of neurodegenerative disease um is um oxidative stress Hmm. free radicals and anything that you oxidative stress and free radicals happen naturally in your brain because that's just your brain uses more energy than any other organ in your body but the result of producing that energy is waste Mm. and so your brain naturally produces free radicals and there's oxidative stress going on to help get rid of that waste but the environment that we live in and the way we live produces way 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 more free radicals and and there's a lot more oxidative stress going on in the brains that are are natural so if we can use something like mushrooms to reduce that yeah. It's going to help us live longer and it's going to help prevent things like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and Huntington's. And... Yeah, it's true. Like it's, it's inevitable. Even like uh, just the mere fact of digesting food and breathing also causes oxidative stress and uh, creates free radicals. So <laughs> you have to kind of make sure that you, you, you don't overdo it from these other external sources like you know, environmental toxicity and uh, air pollution and so on. So it's a good idea to kind of, in, in a modern world especially, it's like more important to implement these antioxidants and these uh, free radical scavengers just because we don't live in a, like this very pristine and natural environment as we did in the we past. Really have any we don't have any choice. Yeah, exactly. We have to do these things because um, we, it's, this, is, this is where we live. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... We are, can't die here. <laughs> yeah. Are, are, there, are there any specific nootropics? that uh, like have these antioxidant capacities or you know help with the reactive oxygen species and free radicals one of the most powerful ones that um that science has discovered is pine bark extract um pine bark extract is a really 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 fun antioxidant i don't know how it compares to mushrooms um but it's the one that i've done the, the most research on um and it is probably one of the most potent um, ways to reduce free radicals and oxidative stress in your body and your brain. Mm-hmm. That's from the French maritime pine, pine, uh, pine tree, but you use the extract of this thing. Um, that's probably yeah. the easiest. Yeah, what, 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 what like these, uh, these different compounds also come in different forms, like tinctures and uh, powders and so on. What, what would be like the difference uh, between them? It depends on the supplement. Um, it really depends on the supplement. Um, things like pine bark extract 
um, or like pine bark, there is a specific way to produce the extract, which is the only way that real way that works. Um, but it really depends on, on the supplement because some supplements you can use uh, um, alcohol-based extracts or um, water-based extracts, and it's going to produce different effects. Mm -hmm. um, um, tinctures um, sometimes work better than a powder does, so it really depends on the dietary supplement. Right, right. That's that's for sure. Uh, let's maybe move on with uh, sleep as well, because that's another very common issue people have. Uh, what what kind of supplements can, they can have to do like uh, promote sleep? Um, the ones that I find that um, works best for me is um, a combination. Um, one of the things that you'll find that um, a lot of the big supplement companies do is they come up with a sleep supplement and they put melatonin in it. Mm -hmm. But the problem with putting melatonin in it is they usually um, overdose the melatonin and they put like a milligram or five milligrams in it, which is way, way too much. Mm. Um, typically you need like 0.3 milligrams of melatonin, which is very difficult to get in a supplement. Mm -hmm. So one way that you can naturally get melatonin to help you sleep is through um, tart cherry juice. Wow. Um, tart cherry juice is a natural, um, naturally produces uh, melatonin in just the right amounts. Um, magnesium, um, 400 milligrams of magnesium helps. Um, magnesium, most people are deficient in magnesium. Mm but it's the, most four, it's the fourth most abundant mineral in your body and it, it's a cofactor in more than 600 enzymatic reactions. Um, where it comes in in sleep is that um, it stimulates GABA-A receptors much the same way that Ambien does. Mm -hmm. And this GABA action um, by magnesium helps block the excitability of NMDA receptors and it helps calm, calm nerve cell signaling which relaxes your muscles and brain activity and it boosts nitric oxide, which helps um, relax smooth muscle cells, allowing for easier blood flow and lower blood pressure that precedes sleep. And it controls um, the ion channels that are required for brain cell signaling. And it's critical for the neuroplasticity that's needed for memory consolidation while you sleep. And it's required for adenosine triphosphate synthesis, mm -hmm. which is the main uh, energy source for mitochondria. And it's needed for the synthesis of DNA and RNA. Um, so that's just a little bit about magnesium, you need 400 milligrams of magnesium. Um, another one is L-tryptophan, which is an essential amino acid and it's a precursor that's needed for the synthesis of serotonin, melatonin, and, and vitamin B3 or um, niacin. Mm -hmm. And I find that L-tryptophan is one of the best natural sleep aids available. Um, it helps you fall asleep without the side effects that you get from pres prescription sleep aids. Um, you'll get better results. I found that when you stack um, tryptophan with magnesium and vitamin B6, because both are required to synthesize serotonin. Um, and so the way this works, the pathway works, is tryptophan converts to 5-HTP with the help of vitamin B6, it produces serotonin. And then it, um, you, in the presence of SAN-E, it converts serotonin into melatonin. 
So you're getting melatonin naturally from two ways here, from tartary juice and by supplementing with tryptophan and magnesium. Nice. So I, that is a fantastic sleep stack. Mm. Yeah, like a lot of people say that they feel... Uh, or, or like this, this the infamous um, post Thanksgiving dinner coma <laughs> or sleepiness because eat, people eat like turkey and turkey is said to be quite high in uh, tryptophan. But uh, I think I've, I've heard it, it's like more of like a myth that you get actually the serotonin Not release from the carbs. More of a myth, but turkey does produce a little bit of tryptophan. Right. Yeah. But it's more like more more because of the carbs that you eat, which uh, release serotonin and essentially put you into sleep. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned magnesium. Like, what 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 kind of uh, magnesium uh, do you think is the best one? Um, there's two kinds. Magnesium L-threonate is um, a, a kind of magnesium that was developed to um, more easily cross a blood-brain barrier, and people use that for for cognition. Mm -hmm. um, magnesium glycinate, um, which is a chelated type of magnesium, um, it's a natural kind of magnesium, like you would normally get from food. Um, so either one of those. I use it magnesium um, glycinate, which is a chelated magnesium, 400 milligrams. Mm. Nice. Uh, but what do you think about uh, these um, more popular herbs or compounds like turmeric? Uh, where does this uh, fit in? For what uh, kind of uh, you know uh, issue? Yeah. Um, oh boy. Turmeric is. Um, Well, first of all, turmeric helps prevent Alzheimer's, <laughs> um, which is kind of a big deal. Um, they can call it the anti-Alzheimer's spice. Um, let me tell you exactly how turmeric works in your brain. Um, research shows that curcumin, which is um, one of the compounds found in turmeric, helps boost neurogenesis. Mm -hmm. um, which helps with the production of um, neurons in your hippocampus, which is essential for learning and memory and mood. Um, the curcumin and turmeric boosts um, the neurotransmitters serotonin and dopamine, which are critical for mood, cognition, libido, and, and focus. Um, curcumin also functions um, very much like um, the antidepressant MAOIs, and SSRIs um, that are used to um, treat depression. Um, curcumin actually enhances the effect of antidepressants like Prozac and Effexor. So one of the things that I get asked all the time is I'm using, so many people are using antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs and you have to be so, so careful about what you supplement with them. Mm -hmm. Because if you use something that directly boosts serotonin, you can cause serotonin syndrome, which can kill you. Wow. But you can use something like turmeric to help increase the effect of that antidepressant without worrying about serotonin syndrome. And um, turmeric or curcumin in turmeric is a potent antioxidant. So it helps protect your brain from inflammation. Mm -hmm. um, and it helps reduce the formation of plaques that are associated with Alzheimer's. Yeah. So it's a good one. <laughs> How do you uh, promote or like more more the absorption? Because I would imagine it's not like inherently um, most bioavailable form of nutrition for for the human body. That you bring up a very very good point. Um, 
it's extremely unbioavailable. And what manufacturers have been working on this for years to try to boost the bioavailability, and they've come up with all kinds of different ways to do it. But the simplest and easiest way to boost it is using piperine, which is a black pepper extract. And uh, clinical studies have shown that combining um, five or 10 milligrams of piperine with your dose of curcumin or turmeric boosts the bioavailability by 2,000%. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. Uh, what about, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that um, you also fixed your thyroid. So uh, what kind of specific compounds did you take to uh, help with that? Um, that's a great question. The first thing that the doctor put me on was Synthroid, um, which is based, um, it's a synthetic um, T4. Mm. And the, the theory behind this is that this synthetic T4, once it enters your body, is supposed to be converted to T3, which is what your body uses. Um, my body wouldn't do that, and I got sicker and sicker and sicker. And so I started doing my own research, and I discovered natural desiccated thyroid. Mm -hmm. And natural desiccated thyroid is um, taken from um, pig thyroid. Mm -hmm. And I started using it, and I started getting better. But I also found out that there were certain things that supported that. Um, iodine, for example. T4 has got four iodine atoms hanging off of it, and T3 has got three mm. iodine atoms hanging wow. off of it. So you need iodine to produce thyroid hormones. Mm. So I started supplementing with iodine. And um, to aid in the synthesis of these thyroid hormones, you need selenium. Mm. And so I started supplementing with selenium. and. I'm, I'm like still on a high dose of natural desiccated thyroid, but I also take iodine and selenium, and I feel fine. Nice. That's, that's good. When I forget to take these things, or I'm too late in taking my dose, the hyposymptoms start coming back, I can feel it. So I know that it's working. Yeah. Iodine is also one of those nutrients that is like very deficient uh, in, in uh, food, and that's like most people would need to get uh, some form of iodine. And what, what are some like natural foods that people could uh, look out for? Seafood. Seafood, yeah. That's why if you take a look at, there's been worldwide clinical studies done on um, iodine in people, and they find that people that live close to the coast in most countries are not deficient in iodine, and people that live away from the coast are deficient in iodine, and the simply because the people close to the coast eat more seafood. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. But the, the problem is that uh, seafood is also one of the mo more toxic foods and co contaminated with different heavy sure. metals and whatnot. So it's like mm -hmm. a, more of a double-edged double sword. It is. You've got to be very, very careful about your selection of seafood or just supplement with iodine, mm. yeah. which is easy to do. Uh, have you looked into like algae or uh, like spirulina or corella? I have, and I find that just supplementing with plain old iodine like Rugal's is a lot more reliable because you don't know how much iodine is in. Um, you don't know how much iodine you're getting from these natural sources. There's no way to tell. Yeah. But you know that with Lugol's, you know that you're getting 45 milligrams or whatever your dosage is. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure.
like uh, you you can actually yeah know and such uh, but uh, have you paid an int- attention to like these longevity supplements as well uh, you know resveratrol and those sorts of things yeah um i actually wrote um an article on um the best anti-aging supplements um two of the best anti-aging supplements are um, coq10 and pqq Mm. Um, coq10 is used in the to produce adenosine triphosphate for your mitochondria and pqq helps produce new mitochondria and it helps repair and support existing mitochondria so the combination of coq10 and pqq is one of the most potent longevity supplements um, nootropic stacks that you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alcar is another great one for longevity, um, acetyl-L-carnitine. Um, acetyl-L-carnitine is naturally produced in your body. It's used, it's needed for the synthesis of acetylcholine. Mm-hmm. One of the what, things that they have found in clinical chat studies is that people that are suffering from things like Alzheimer's are very low in, in um, acetylcholine. Mm-hmm. Um, Alcar will help with that. Acetyl L-carnitine also helps transport fatty acids into brain cells where it's used for fuel and it helps transport the used fatty acids out of brain cells once your your the brain cell is done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alcar, hmm, another one, anything that will boost acetylcholine, something like alpha GPC or CDP choline is a great longevity supplement. Um, probably one of the simplest, most, the easiest things that anybody can do is take really good um, bioavailable multivitamin. Mm. Um, because all those vitamins and minerals, you don't get enough of those from the food that you eat, and they contribute to everything that's going on in your body and brain. Um, and it's a very, very easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Resveratrol and terastilbene are both very potent antioxidants and they help prevent free radicals and oxidative stress in your brain. Those are great anti-aging supplements. Uh, those are the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. What about uh, ketones uh, from like both exogenous as well as uh, endogenous dietary sources? You know, I haven't done a lot of research into ketones. Um, and I just know that when your body goes and your body goes into keto- ketosis um, and your mitochondria get their fuel from um, ketones rather than glucose, um, if you, um, it, it, I think it's like you're probably better than I, more than 12 hours of non eating, mm-hmm. and your liver starts producing ketones for uh, as a fuel source rather than uh, producing glucose. Yeah, um, that's the extent of my knowledge in ketones. Yeah, yeah like ketones, uh, they cause less oxidative stress to the mitochondria as well, uh, or compared to glucose, and they produce more ATP. So <laughs> they do have like a very uh, almost like anti-inflammatory effect as well as like a brain uh, boosting effect. And I, and I also believe that there are some studies in mice where ketones help with longevity and increasing lifespan. So probably has to do with like less oxidative stress and uh, those sorts of things. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and also like you mentioned fasting, I think fasting is one of the 
one of the best uh, nootropics that I use <laughs> most of the time. And I do feel that it's helps to kind of, well, fasting has been shown to have like similar effects uh, as ketones, like uh, protects against Alzheimer's and improves cognition and those sorts of things. So it's one of my go-to nootropics, <laughs> just, uh, just uh, stay in a faster state and uh, you're going to stay more focused uh, throughout the day as well. It's not so hard to, um, people think about when they, they talk about fasting, they're thinking about going like four days without food. Yeah. yeah. You don't really need to do that. I mean, you can consider it fasting if you stop eating by six o'clock and you don't eat anything until eight the next morning. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it is simple and it's like, it's just a kind of time restrict your eating window and uh, it, uh, once, you, once you get used to it, then after that it's really kind of easier to stick to as well. And I think most people who have adopted the sort of lifestyle, then one of the biggest benefits that they describe is the mental clarity and uh, general like, you know, wellness in terms of their cognition. Have you, have, have you tried anything more of like intermittent fasting? I haven't experimented personally a lot. Um, I guess the latest experience that I had with that, I spent nine days in the hospital. <laughs> and I ended up losing 20 pounds, so I was fasting uh -huh. whether I liked it or not um, yeah. while I was in the hospital. So I know that it works. And I know that when I came out of the hospital, I was thinking clearer than I had been for a long time. So that was kind of like proof to me that what we're talking about is legitimate <laughs> yeah uh like uh, i wanted to touch upon like i think most people have seen the movie uh, limitless where uh, mm -hmm. bradley martin is taking this sort of a uh, nootropic supplement that improves his cognition and gives him like super intelligence so is there anything uh, out in the market today that is you know has like similar effects or something no no <laughs> what's the clo <laughs> what's the closest thing um, there really isn't. I mean, the, one of the things that I found that we've been conditioned in our society for that there's a one pill solution mm. um, to fix things, and that's just not the way life works. Um, the closest that you can get to NZ248, um, I think that's what it was called, is by putting together an entropic stack. Mm -hmm that helps boost things like acetylcholine and dopamine and um, help calm free radicals and help brain cell signaling and boost blood flow. And the combination of a stack like that is the closest that you're gonna get to that kind of optimal cognition. But you have to, you have to use it consistently, every day, long term. Yeah, yeah, and I also think that People think that if they do take some form of like a nootropic or a smart drug, then they're immediately going to get like super intelligence and they're going to, you know, achieve all their goals and become really this uh, wealthy and influential person. Well, in reality is that you still have to put in like most of the work. And even if you do take, let's say, for instance, uh, like easier nootropic uh, or like easier smart drug like modafinil, then the studies do show that modafinil isn't even more powerful than like overdosing on caffeine or such you can achieve like a similar effect the difference is that modafinil may last like a little bit longer so even if you have like this let's say heightened cognition for a few hours then you're still going to have to do the work like you you have to use that uh cognitive power to achieve any something so yeah it's never going to be like a quick fix and like immediate results you can't give a pill to somebody who's a couch potato and expect them to turn into a genius. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just you've got to live a half decent, healthy lifestyle. Eat decent food. Get a decent amount of sleep. Take the right supplements, and you're going to perform um, better than you have in your life. But if you don't do those basic things, um, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you can't make a genius out of somebody who hasn't got either the drive or the education or the experience just by giving them a pill. It's just life doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, what what would be like some supplements or some nootropics that like some people who want to start off? What would be something yeah to they should aim for to start off? Find a stack like MindLab Pro, for example, that has got uh, acetyl L-carnitine that boosts um, acetylcholine and helps brain cell signaling. Um, NALT or N-acetyl-L-tyrosine, which boosts dopamine, which helps in learning and memory. Um, pine bark extract, which increases blood flow in the brain, um, which is required so that you get the nutrients and the nootropics into your brain cells. You need good blood flow for that. Um, the three basic B vitamins, B6, B9, and B12, so that you can synthesize these neurotransmitters. Um, Rhodiola rosea, which we spoke of, um, Bacopa monnieri, um, just a very simple stack like that with six or seven or eight or ten um, nootropics at low doses, but combined, if you use them daily, mm. consistently, you'll find that you're performing better than you ever had before. Right. You can't not. You can't not because it's just you're doing you're giving your brain the things that it needs to perform the way it wants to perform. Mm. In terms of what, what, what in terms of a nutrition uh, to support like cognition? Ideally grass fed meat and organic vegetables and um, organic fruit um, and stay away from processed foods. Just stay away from processed foods, independent processed foods. Um, And limit the amount of stuff you, um, what you drink. Stick to coffee and tea. Um, Don't overdo it on the sugar because that's going to reverse things. Um, Those are the very fundamental things that you can do and get a decent night's sleep and then take the tropics on top of that and you're going to feel better than you ever have in your life. Yeah, the, yeah, you can definitely uh, see. I would imagine a nootropic effect from a good night's sleep, especially if you if you're like sleep deprived for a long time. You need to sleep. I mean, well, your long-term memory is consolidated while you're sleeping. Yeah, for sure. It's not consolidating during the day. If you study during the day and you expect to do great on an exam the next morning, you've got to get a good night's sleep because that sleep is what's going to consolidate the memory. And encode the memory that you need for the exam the next one. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, David, thanks for coming to the show. And uh, before I ask my last question, where can people learn more about you and your work? Uh, NootropicsExpert.com, N O O Tropicsexpert.com um, is the easiest way to find me. I've got a book called Head First, it's almost 600 pages. Oh. Um, it's um, How to Fix Your Brain. Uh, head first, the um, the guy, complete guide to healing and optimizing your brain with nootropic supplements. Um, 
there is a free book available if you just subscribe to my list, um, Secrets of the Optimized Brain. It's about 75 pages of just very brief descriptions of about 72 or 73 nootropic supplements. Mm -hmm. um, I do offer personal consultations. Um, if you go to nootropicsexpert.com, um, there's a couple of links on there that you can find. You can click on personal consultations and book a half an hour or an hour with me. And um, I've been, I'm pretty much booked book solid this week doing consultations. Um, people want help with things like tweaking their personal nootropic stack, building the stack from scratch, um, helping getting off of antidepressants, um, that kind of thing. So mm. it's, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I'm just an ordinary guy who's a neurohacker that learned how to fix his own brain. And um, from the knowledge that I've got now, I'm, it, it, it brings me great joy bringing this knowledge to other people and I can see that it helps change their life. Mm. Sounds good. Uh, we'll, we'll leave the links in the show notes. And uh, my last question is, uh, what's this one piece of advice or a habit you wish you adopted sooner that improved your body and your mind? Um, I wish I had found out any traffic sooner. Okay. Is there any reason for it? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Sorry. Um, if I would have known about nootropics earlier, I would have probably been able to take care of this ADHD um, that I've been dealing with all of my life. Um, I did a little experiment for one year where I went off of Ritalin and I didn't use it. And I just used this nootropic stack that I developed for ADD and I was fine. Um, so I would, my life would have been different if I knew about this stuff 20 years ago. Um, so I just, my advice to anybody is if you, there's something that you want to fix. If you want, if, if you want to help improve your memory or if you want to decrease depression or anxiety, or if you uh, want to avoid Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, or if there's anything that concerns you about your brain, it's possible to get help and to fix it. Hmm. And you can get that information on your Nice. Well, yeah, uh, it's a good point. <laughs> and I think uh, uh, most people would love to have like a better functioning brain <laughs> as we all would want. And it's possible to do. It's not just, it's not, this is not pie in the sky. This is not some fantasy. People are doing it. Thousands and tens of thousands of people are doing it around the world right now. So yeah, sounds good. All right, that's it for this episode of the Body, Mind and Format podcast. If you want to support us, then I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes and the other social media platforms. You can now order my new book, Metabolic Autophagy, that covers a lot of the same topics that we talked in here. It's a collection of certain lifestyle habits and practices that prioritize longevity as well as performance. To support this podcast, you can also become a Patreon and get exclusive video lectures from my biohacking bootcamp that covers circadian rhythms, intermittent fasting, autophagy, resistance training, biofeedback, and many more. But other than that, my name is Seem. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay empowered.